Good evening. Have a good Hanukkah. Quite noticeable that it's Hanukkah here tonight. As we mentioned at the end of the previous year, four weeks ago, that we would start this week the Halachas of Kiddush. What we'd like to do is go through the Halachas of Kiddush for the next few weeks, of Hamoitzi, perhaps until the Sedaim if we can get a chance, and then come back and do the Halachas of Bishul, of Shia, Hazorah, of what's one that's allowed to leave on the gas and what's not allowed to leave on the gas for Shabbos. As we mentioned in the previous year, we've come to the end of the Hachon of Shabbos. We're now entering into Shabbos itself. And the first thing, the first mitzvah that Shabbos itself demands is the mitzvah of Kiddush. The mitzvah of Kiddush is learned from the Pasuk in the Torah, Zochay Yishem HaShabbos Lekatshay. Zochay, remember the Shabbos Lekatshay, to make it holy. So there's a, a mitzvah, a chiyad min It's a biblical command, not a rabbinical command. It's a chiyad min to be mekadish the Shabbos. How is one mekadish the Shabbos? The Rambam tells us that one singles out the Shabbos by, by saying words of praise and words of Kiddush. So that's the source of making Kiddush as Shabbos comes in. When I see a Kiddush, it's a, 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 a chiyav minatayah, a biblical command to be mekadish the Shabbos to say words of Kiddush about Shabbos when Shabbos arrives. The Gemara Pesachim adds onto this pasuk, and the Gemara says, Zachrei Shem HaShabbos Lekatshay, remember the Shabbos to make it holy, Zachreihu Al Hayayin, remember it over a cup of wine. So that's the source of making Kiddush, not just saying words of Kiddush, the same words of Kiddush over a cup of wine. Now that part, the, the Gemara's addition of Zachrei Al Hayayin, being, remembering the words of Kiddush over a cup of wine, that's a machlegis, an enormous machlegis in the Rishonim. Is that also a biblical command? Or is it only a rabbinical command? Tesis proves that it's only rabbinical. It's not biblical. It's only a chiyav midrabonah to say it on a cup of wine. The minatari, you, you can fulfill your chiyav minatari without the wine. Just saying the words of Kiddush, you can, you can fulfill your chiyav minatari. The Chazal added the addition, the extra addition, the additional chiyav of saying it over a cup of wine. Even though the Gemara brings a pasuk and seems to learn it from the pasuk, it's not really a pasuk. The Chazal just used the pasuk as a basis for their own additional halakha of saying it on the wine. Rashi argues, and Rashi learns that the chiyav kiddush on the wine is a chiyav min hapeyer. The halakha we take on, most possibly take on, is only a chiyav midrabonon, and we will come back and we will see in the next few minutes quite a few differences if the chiyav of kiddush on wine is min hapeyer, if it is only midrabonon. The halakha demands that kiddush has to be said immediately, as soon as possible, to the, when Shabbos comes in. The entrance of Shabbos, as close to the entrance of Shabbos as possible, one should make Kiddush. The, the, the Paskim argues, what do we mean when we say as close to the Shabbos as possible? That means, ideally, a person should come home. As soon as he comes home from shul, he should make Kiddush immediately. Now, here is the Machlechus, we, who often in the summer doesn't early, do, is that considered as soon as Shabbos comes in? It's Shabbos, for all intents and purposes, it's Shabbos. When we, when we, except Shabbos early and we don't marry and we light candles and we say Baruch it's Shabbos as we've learned all the halachas of Shabbos apply from the time you're Mimakabal Shabbos however with respect to this halacha of making Kiddush as close to the Kinesa of Shabbos as close to the Shabbos' entry that's already a Machlechus do we mean when it's night is that called close is that called the entrance of Shabbos' night or do we mean even when Mimakabal Shabbos early as soon as you Mimakabal Shabbos you should immediately try and Make Kiddush. And that's a big machlekes. And the Mishnah is quite makeo, and he takes on that the, the, the Knesset of Shabbos is only Laila, and this halacha of having to make Kiddush immediately is only if it's night. So in the winter, when it's nightfall, you come home from Shul, it's, it's ready in almost nacht, 
then make Shabbos, make, make Kiddush immediately as it's not. What should make Kiddush? To, be, to fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush in its entirety, you should make Kiddush as Shabbos comes in. We'll come to that in a second. No, no, no. You can make Kiddush in the summer with Makabal Shabbos. You can make Kiddush as soon as you come home. But you don't have to. There's no mitzvah of making Kiddush immediately. But in the winter, when you, when you come home and it's not, then there's a mitzvah to make Kiddush as soon as one can. Well, we're going to come to that in two seconds. Right? The question here is like this. Now, we, let's take the winter as an example. We, we daven about 15 minutes before Shkir. We daven 20 minutes before Shkir. We daven Minster. And by the time we finish our, our Kabbalah Shabbat and our Marib, and we come home, it's about half an hour, 20 minutes to Nacht. Now, in Hilchus Krishma, there's halacha. This is halacha of every man has to say Krishna twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. The Krishna that we've said in Shul, since it's not been quite enough, is not the Krishna which one is yet according to everybody. According to some Mishani, we all the lot of lot of shifts in halacha not. So ideally, a man should make Kiddush again as soon as it's not. Shema, sorry, it's Hanukkah. A man should say Krishna again as soon as it's not. Now, the halakha also tells us that if a person's got here to say Krishna, he mustn't eat a suda, he mustn't eat a, 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 a large suda, he can eat something small, he mustn't eat, eat a large suda, wash, and sit down for a big meal without having said Krishna. So, this halakha of not, not being allowed to eat is not just when it's time to say Krishna, it's within half an hour before the time to say Krishna. So, so here you have a scenario where you come in from shul on the winter, and it's 20 minutes to nacht, can you sit down and eat straight away, or should you wait till now and say your Krishna and then eat? And the Mishnah says quite clearly, ideally, the ideal situation would be to wait, wait till it's not, say Krishna, and then make your Kiddush immediately. That way you've got around the problem of eating before you said Krishna, you've said your Krishna according to all the shitters, you've been making your mitzvah Krishna as one should, you've also been making the mitzvah of saying Kiddush immediately. However, those who aren't Makhbid on it, says the Mishnah you can't have any complaints against them because there are shitters who say you don't need to wait. So the ideal situation would be don't go home and hit, hit your husband on the head saying why didn't you wait till now? There are a lot of shit that say you don't need to wait till now, but an ideal situation would be to come home, if it's within half an hour of now, wait, make, say Krishna, make Kiddush immediately, and then sit down to your meal. That way you've got around all the problems. You've said Krishna as one should, you've not eaten before you should say Krishna, and you've made Kiddush as Shabbos has come in. However, if you aren't the type of person who waits, or there's a situation where you can't wait, Whatever the situation may be, that you can't wait till half until now. You've got children who are, who are climbing the walls, or somebody there who's fainting from from uh, from hunger, and you can't wait. Then you make kiddush straight away. You're a kind of Mr. Kiddush fine, but the chiyuv to make kiddush immediately really only starts when it's not. If someone is not hungry, comes Friday night and he comes home and he's not hungry, he's just not hungry, and for him to be a kind of mitzvah oynik shabbos as one should. He should ideally wait till he's hungry, and then he will have his meal. That way he'll enjoy his meal properly, and he'll be in the midst of Einuk Shabbos. But here he has a problem. If he waits, he'll have the mitzvah of Einuk Shabbos as one should, but he'll be delaying the saying of Kiddush. And Kiddush ideally should be said as Shabbos comes in. So here we have two halachas which clash. What does one do? So the halacha does tell us if one is hungry, but if one isn't hungry, one can wait. It's not imperative to make Kiddush immediately. The Mekai in the midst of Oynet Shabbos, as one should, comes first. 
However, the Mishaburi is at pains to point out if, the, if it's going to cause Shalom Bayes problems by waiting, or if you have guests who are hungry, and just because you want to become your mitzvah with a hiddo of Oynek Shabbos, that doesn't allow you to wait. Then you should definitely wash, uh, make Kiddush and wash and eat immediately, so that the wife or the visitors, whoever they may be, can be Mekayim their mitzvah and stave off their hunger. If he wasn't hungry. No mitzvah not to be hungry. In fact, on Friday we learned I shouldn't really eat before, before Shabbos. It must be somebody who was maybe it's Purim afternoon and he just finished the Suda and so he's not hungry. Now the reason why, the reason why the Mishnah Bruce says that you can push off, if you're not hungry, you can push off the same Kiddush to later, is as follows. Now this is where the, the beginning of the mitzvah being a derisive of Ramana comes into play. Since we take on that the mitzvah of Kiddush on the wine is only Midrabono. Minatheya, when you've done married, you've already been yet to your mitzvah of Kiddush, if you thought about it. Because when you've done married, you're saying words of Kiddush, you're saying words of Kedusha Shabbos, you're saying words of praise and Kedusha to the, to the Rangshan. So by doubling married, you're already, in, in some form, being the your mitzvah of Kiddush. So now, when you come home and you have to make Kiddush on wine, you're really just being the your mitzvah Drabona now. So there's the mission of Rura, it's okay, because you're not hungry, and all it is is the mitzvah drabbon, and you've already said your mitzvah derai, so you've already you makadish a Shabbos minatayah immediately as Shabbos has come in, or even earlier with with your tefillah. So therefore, you can push off your meal and be makadish only later. If, however, it would be a mitzvah derai, say you didn't dab marv, it was a woman who hadn't dab marv, or whatever the situation may be, you hadn't dab marv yet, then the tefillah, then you couldn't push it off, then you would have to say your kiddush immediately as Shabbos came in. And wash, even though you're not going to have your Oynik Shabbos as one should. Now we know that one's not allowed to eat before Kiddush. Uh, uh, we, we discussed this with Allah of Nehanukkah, Shabbos, Nehanukkah, of Shabbos, that uh, as soon as the woman lit the candles, and as soon as the man made said Baruchu, whatever time of the day it is on a Friday, as long as it's after the plaque, he's a couple of Shabbos, it's also to eat. And that's why you... you the, the question of Shalom Bayez comes into play here because if one's not allowed to eat, one can only eat once once one's heard Kiddush, therefore, for Shalom Bayez, Mr. Bruce says, one should make Kiddush as soon as you can. Now, the Chiyav of Kiddush being Minatoya is a Chiyav both on the man and on the woman. Even though a woman is not Chiyav on Mitzvah Seishas Man Groma, and really, Kiddush is a mitzvah which has a fixed time. You have to say Kiddush Shabbos. You don't make Kiddush on a Friday, on a Thursday, on a Wednesday. Kiddush is only on Shabbos. So Kiddush is really a mitzvah which has a fixed time. Yet, the halacha is that a woman is mechuyiv min hatayah, the same Kiddush as a man is mechuyiv. And the reason is, because Zal and Adrasha, that to kol sheyeshmei b'shmira, yeshmei b'shkira. Whoever's got a chiyiv to guard Shabbos, has the same chiyiv to remember Shabbos. So therefore the mitzvah of Siri is the mitzvah of Kiddush, as we learned from Zachary, Hashem, 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 So the, a woman is mechuyiv as much as a man is mechuyiv in Atayiv. A coffin or a tana, a child, a boy or a girl, is not mechuyiv in Atayiv. He or she is only mechuyiv midrabonon. She's only mechuyiv midrabonon. He's only mechuyiv midrabonon when, he reaches the, when they reach the age of Chinuch, which is round about nowadays, round about the age of six. So a child from six and up is mechuyiv in Kiddush, he's mechuyiv to hear Kiddush, she's mechuyiv to hear Kiddush, but only midrabonon. Now, the halakha is a woman can really be much a man. 
A woman is mechuyiv minatayr. The man is mechuyiv minatayr. A woman can be made to a man. The does say that a woman shouldn't be made to a man if they're not from the same household because it's not it's not nice. But in hilchas being mighty, a woman can be made to a man. So if the husband finds it difficult to make kiddush shabbos, a woman can happily make kiddush shabbos because they have the same chiyuv. However, a cotton, a child who's only mechuyiv midrabbanon, so a child who's only mechuyiv midrabbanon can't make kiddush for a father or a mother. Or for an adult who is mechuyiv in as we are, it's quite simple. A, a rabbanon cannot fulfill the mitzvah for somebody who is mechuyiv in Now, the halachas of a child is slightly complicated. Though we say that a child, when he reaches the age of our mitzvah, has finished, he's not a child anymore; he's grown up. That's not quite true. We, we do have a rule that at the age of thirteen, a child becomes a mitzvah and he, he gets it in of a gadol. But in reality, he's only a real gadol when he reaches the age of thirteen and he has what we call simoni gadlus. He has the sign of being a goggle. A child of 13 does not necessarily mean that he's truly a goggle. Now the Gemara does tell us that when, he, when the child is 13 we can assume he's a goggle. That's only with respect to Mitzvah Drabonah. When it comes to Mitzvah Raisa, we make no assumptions at all. And a child of 13 does not have the din of a goggle. He will only have, he or she will only have the din of a goggle when they have Simone Gadlos, which in time of Chazal, Chazal said Simone Gadlos is when they, when they have two, when they grow two hairs after they reach the age of 13. So since one doesn't know when a child has reached that level, has actually achieved the Simone Gadlus, so the, the apostles say you shouldn't allow a child to make Kiddush for an adult until he reaches the age where, where they call him the Smala Zikna, until he has a full-grown beard, which in real terms means when he's about 15 or 16. This, has, this affects a lot of mitzvahs which we ask children to do for us. Tvidas uh, Kalim, which is called a lot of Yishenim, is a derisa. We often send our children. It's not so straightforward to send a child of 13 to do, to do a, a mitzvah for us when that mitzvah is a chiyav min So, Kiddush is one of those. If the husband's away, or the man in the house is away, and you have a boy of 13 or 14 there, and the mother, in, in some instances it's better for the mother to make Kiddush than even that boy of 13 or 14. Yes. See, this came according to somebody's director. No, the Mikaeli has never had a mitzvah at all. The mitzvah on the adult to, to be told the Mikaeli. Now here the question is, can a child do a thriller on a, for, a for, for an adult? Can he, does he have the, the knowledge, the dust, to be able to be told the Mikaeli? Is his intention of, is that called, we, one has to be told with intention. Is his intention good, uh, good enough? It's not straightforward. I'm not telling you now, I'm not going into the lot of the Mikaeli. I'm just giving an example, but one has to be wary where a child even though he's by mitzvah, it does not necessarily mean that he's reached adulthood. And to reach adulthood, he needs simone gadlus, he has to have the signs of being an adult, and uh, uh, when a child starts shaving, then you know he's, a, he's, he's an adult. But up until that point, one doesn't know that he's an adult. However, as we said before, a person who has davened marriage in shul, or at home, he's davened marriage, he's already said, Kiddush, Menapeyer. Now, all we have to do is make Kiddush on the, on the cup of wine, that's only midrabonon. So now here it's possible that the child could be mighty the adult. Because the child's got a chiyah, he's obligated to make kiddish midrabonon. The adult's also obligated to make kiddish only midrabonon because he's already fulfilled his biblical obligation by doubling Mary. So then the child theoretically should be able to be mighty be the adult. Again, had the child also doubled Mary? Then the child is ready onto on two drabonons because he's ready to fulfill one drabonon of Kiddush without the, the coast. He's now onto what we would call two drabonons with the coast. The adult's only got one drabonon. 
again, he couldn't be mighty adult. So, in, in theoretical terms, a child who hasn't done married, to be mighty an adult who has done married, that would be okay. Because the child's got a chiyah midrabolam, the adult also only got a chiyah midrabolam. Two drabolams are equal, or one can be mighty the other. Had the child also done married, and he's dropped one stage, he's already fulfilled half the mitzvah. The other half is, is what we call a drabonon on a drabonon. It's a drabonon of a drabonon. And the adults only got one drabonon. In, in Gomorrah terms it's called two drabonons against a one drabonon. So he can't be mighty. Now where this gets complicated is, Rebbe says, what would happen if somebody comes, you come in from shul and you say good Shabbos to each other. You say Shabbos to Tavs, he calls it. He says good Shabbos. Good Shabbos is also words of Kiddush. So he's not sure if you've already fulfilled your Kiddush deraisa by saying the words good Shabbos. So now, if you come home from shul and you haven't done married, when your child says good Shabbos to you, and you're back to square one, he's already said the Kiddush Menachayah. You, you've also said the Kiddush Menachayah, you've also said good Shabbos. But he's now got two Jabonahs, you've got one, so the child can't be mighty to you. So what I'm trying to prove to you is, it's difficult to get a child to be mighty to you. The Mishnah Burr goes even further to say that even if you did double marriage and you said good Shabbos, but no, none of us, when we double marriage, sit there and think, you know, Hinnin Yemokhan and Mazoman are prepared to say, to be Yetzim HaKiddush Menachayah. And we have a rule that a mitzvah deraisi, you can only be yotzi if you have the intention to fulfill that mitzvah. Without the intention, mitzvah sifas kavona, without the intention, you cannot fulfill the mitzvah. So therefore, even though I've gotten married, when I come home, really, says the Mishnah Baruch, my chiv is, is a, is a chiv menafei. It's a biblical command, it's not a chiv midrabona. So, a child to be mitzvah, an adult, is really a no-go area. Are we clear? After mother you all enough, are we clear? Should we go to that again once more? Okay. An adult who has not said anything has a fear, an obligation min to make Kiddush. A child can never be obligated in He's a child. He has a fear of, a, a, a rabbinical fear to make Kiddush because the mitzvah is kiddush. A rabbinical fear cannot fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush for an adult who has a biblical fear. Let's stop everything at a stage. If the adult already fulfilled his biblical fear, then he becomes now only Mechuyev Midrabonon, he only has a rabbinical fear. The child's got a rabbinical fear, the adult's got a rabbinical fear, and he, theoretically he should be able to do Correct? You're looking perplexed. Again, the adult's got a chiv only Midrabonon, the child's got a chiv Midrabonon, two Midrabonons, one can, can be made to the other one. Go down the stage, if the child had already doesn't married, he's not just, he hasn't got a complete chiv Midrabonon, he's only got a part of a Midrabonon, because he's only got to fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush on the coast. The adult's got a complete job on him. So he can't be mighty. If the, sorry, if the adult's got a chiv in prayer, the child can't be mighty him. If the child already fulfilled part of his fear, and even if, and, and, the, and, the, and even if the adult has or hasn't, it makes no difference, the child again can't be mighty an adult. So for a child to be mighty an adult, it can be one scenario only, and that is, if the adult has doesn't marry, and he intended when he doesn't marry to be Mekayim, Mitzvah's Kiddush in prayer, the child hasn't done married. Nobody said good Shabbos to each other. The sorry state. Nobody said good Shabbos to each other. In that scenario, theoretically, a child could, could take Kiddush for an adult. So that's a, a far-fetched scenario. And it could, if one needed it to be, one could arrange it, but it's quite, quite... No, I mean anybody from six up. Yes, six or seven up, yes. Bamitra is a sophic eraser. Bamitra is, we're not sure if he's an adult. Uh, a child from six, till he reaches adulthood, is considered a child. Till he's 
with respect to the, to the mitzvah of Dreisus, till he reaches around about age of 15, we will consider him a child, unless we know that he's not off. Clear? Clear enough to go on. Yes. That, that is a very good question. That question is discussed in the Boston. It's a very good question. Though, the, she, the, what the is asking here is like this. If, uh, if the husband's made Kiddush and Shul, he's then got Achiev Midrabonon. And the wife hasn't done. She's got Achiev Midrabonon. So why shouldn't the wife make Kiddush? Didn't kind of and the answer is very simple. That really, I can be made to you even if I've been set Kiddush already. So it makes a difference who makes Kiddush. But uh, the, the question is discussed. Another difference whether the mitzvah of saying Kiddush is Minatayah Midrabonon is what would happen if somebody made Kiddush and then suffers from a stroke of amnesia and couldn't remember if they made Kiddush or, or not. He came home, made Kiddush, fell asleep and then woke up and couldn't remember had I made my Kiddush on the cup of wine, had I not made the Kiddush on the cup of wine. If the mitzvah to make Kiddush on the cup of wine is a mitzvah Minatayah, then we have a rule, every sophic in a biblical command you have to redo. A sophic in a rabbinical command, you don't have to redo. So, if he was going to his mitzvah Kiddush by davening, then all he has to do at home on the, on the cup of wine is a rabbinical command, and he wouldn't have to say it again. If you're not Yetzer with your davening, and the Mishra will take something you're not, because we're not Machabin to be Yetzer, so then when you, when you come home and you have to make Kiddush, it's, it's, a, it's a biblical command. It's a biblical command, and you're not sure, you have to say it again. So if somebody's not sure if, he, if he's made Kiddush on his cup of wine, he would, Allah, have to repeat it and make Kiddush again. It, it, it depends how circumstantial the evidence is. Then, then, then perhaps that, that, would, that would remind you that you're not Kiddush. That could be. That could be. But we're assuming that he's finished the Kiddush cup and that's why he fell asleep. And, uh, and uh, there's no evidence there at all. Now, we start Halacha, really, one can make Kiddush and eat and double marry afterwards. And, and there are Yechidim who like to do that. You can... You can, in the summer, you can make Kiddush, eat your meal, and then go and have married later with Nach. However, there's two reasons why it's not really the dumb thing, and it shouldn't really be dumb dumb. It shouldn't really be the dumb thing. The first is that the Vilnagon held that one can only make Kiddush early if one's already done married. If one hadn't done married, one can't make Kiddush early. So that's the, uh, the first reason why, ideally, one should done married before making Kiddush, even if one's done early. The second is the swine bring down from Arizal. Arizal held that come to Kabbalah, you shouldn't make Kiddush before you double marry. And for those two reasons, it's not the dumb thing in the world. Most people do double marry before they make Kiddush. However, if there is circumstances which dictate that you can't double marry, then one can make Kiddush and eat and double marry afterwards. If one has guests at home and a family, and both the, both the, the male of the family wants to be wants to make Kiddush for their own family. Now, the halakha is that you can't make Kiddush together. Two men cannot, or two ladies, whoever it is, cannot make Kiddush together because we have a rule, Trey Kali Loi Mishlama. Two voices cannot be heard. So if two men are saying Kiddush together, the, the people are trying to listen, the family members are trying to listen to be yaitu with that Kiddush, they're going to struggle to hear the person they're listening to because two voices cannot be heard together. Uh, the, the source of the Gemara is in the time of, of Chazal when they used to blow Shafer together with the trumpets. And the Gemara discusses how can you hear the Shaper if you've got trumpets blowing at the same time. The Gemara discusses that length how that works. But that, this is where the rule comes from. Two noises, two voices cannot be heard simultaneously. So therefore, if two people are going to make Kiddush, they should make Kiddush one consecutively, one after the other.
when one is being mighty kiddish, then the person who's making kiddish has to have the intention to be mighty everybody in the room, and the people who are listening to the kiddish have to have the intention to be yetzer with the kiddish. If you don't have that intention, it's doubtful if you've been yetzer with the kiddish at all. Kiddish of Yom Tov is not a chiv minatayu. It's not a chiv minatayu at all. Kiddish of Shabbos morning is also not a chiv minatayu. So the only chiv kiddish minatayu is kiddish of the night of Shabbos. Yom Tov night, Yom Tov day, Shabbos day is all only a chiv kiddish midravonim. Also, ideally not, because ideally he's supposed to be making kiddush for himself. He should hear what he's saying. Uh, but in real, really, he should he should be listening and just being yotzer because the Rambam has this matter. He shouldn't be making kiddush on his own anyway. Um, this is really comes up. The minute comes up, Leil Seder on Seder night. This is where the question starts: Do, do all the men make kiddush on their own because it's, it's one of the valid cases so they should make kiddush themselves, or do you say the Rambam has this matter? The more people the back of the mitzvah and one person should be should be might see everybody and you will go around the world you'll find enormous differences in Minhagen as we're coming up we'll see again in Kiddush there's also enormous differences in Minhagen so that's one of the shadows we say Barabbas has this matter when it comes to Kiddush the, the order of making Kiddush the order of making Kiddush is as follows when you start Kiddush we start Kiddush by saying Vayichulu Hashemayim Vayichulu Vayichulu is not really part of Mitzvah's Kiddush it's not part of Kiddush at all it's just, just as we say Vayichulu in Shul, Chazal instituted that you should say Vayichulu at the beginning of Kiddush in order to be mighty those people, the household members who haven't done with the saying of Vayichulu. Now we say Vayichulu on Friday night because Vayichulu gives witness to the creation of the words of the Shemaim and the Oret. That's what Vayichulu is. It's an edus on Shemaim and Oret. So we say Friday night as Shabbos comes in. That's what Shabbos stands for. Shabbos is the proof, the witness of the creation of the world. So as Shabbos comes in, we say Vayichulu. So therefore, though we've said it in Shul, when you come home, we start off saying Vayichulu in Kiddush in order to be mighty everybody who hasn't said Vayichulu yet. The Rekeach says not just, it's not just to be mighty, there's, there's a halacha comes to the Rekeach to say it three times. We say Vayichulu once in the, in the Kwaj Shmaneser, we say Vayichulu once in the repetition, it's not a complete repetition, but in the repetition of Shmaneser on Friday night, and then again a the third time at Kiddush, so you've now said Vayichulu three times, and one should say the Eidos three times. So Kiddush starts off with Vayichulu. Now, in fact, we don't quite start the Kiddush of Vayichulu. We start the Kiddush with, with the words Yom Hashishi Vayichulu. Now the reason why we start the Kiddush off with the words Yom Hashishi Vayichulu is that if you take the first letters of, of Yom Hashishi Vayichulu Hashemayim, it spells out the, the, the letters Yud Ke Vav Ke. It spells out the letters of Hashem's name. And we want to start Kiddush, which is Shabbos, Shabbos is men, I don't know, but we want to start Shabbos with the name of Hashem. So we start with Yom Hashishi Vayichul Hashemayim. And this poses a problem. Yom Hashishi Vayichul Hashemayim has no true meaning. The word Yom Hashishi is taken completely out of context and it has no meaning. So therefore, the Levush writes, and it's brought down in, in the Postum and in all the Sidurim, all the Zemiris, we don't start with Yom Hashishi. The person who's making Kiddush quietly says, Yom Hashishi. So he says, then he says, now, so he's saying, he's starting his kiddush with Yom Hashishi, but he's not just saying two words completely out of context, he's already said the words, quietly. Though is the middle of a posuk, and ideally we don't like to quote a half a posuk, 
We should really start from the beginning of the Pasuk, which is Vaya Lakim et Kalasha Asa Kitav Ma'od, then Vahir Vahivoki Yemashishi. We don't go further back from the words Vahir Vahivoki because Chazal say on the words Vaya Lakim et Asha Asa in a Tav Ma'od, the word Tav Ma'od says Chazal Tav Ma'od is Zumisa. Tav Ma'od, Zumisa. The death is considered part of the Tav Ma'od. Since Chazal Explain the words Tayyib Ma'id, meaning Misa, we don't want to mention that in our Kiddush of Shabbos, so we, we cut out the first half of the process, which is unusual, and we only start from the words Vahi'er, Vahi'vaikah, we say them quietly, and we then Kiddush, well, the Eidos, the witness that Hashem created the heavens and the earth, which is Vahi'chulu, it, start, it starts with the words Yem Hashishi. We then move on to say Bari Priyagopen. The Kiddush really starts through Kiddush, the Bracha of Kiddush, starts with the, with the bracha of Bari Pragofen. But as I said, Vayichulu is really something separate. And the Kiddush starts with Bari Pragofen. Before we start the Bari Pragofen, we say the word Savri Maronon. Now, the reason why we say the word Savri Maronon, some people say Savri Maronon Rabonon, and different people will say different terminologies, but the purpose and the idea of saying the Savri Maronon is, because since you'll be mighty, the person who's saying Kiddush is being mighty, many other people, so you want to catch their attention to make sure that they listen to it properly, so we say Savri Maronon, please, with everybody around, listen carefully. So we, we only say the Savri after the Vayichulu, because that's when Kiddush really starts. The Kiddush starts with the Bari Pragofen. So we say Savri Maronon, and then we say Bari Pragofen. After the Bari Pragofen, we, we then say the Bracha of Kiddush. Hashem Kiddush we say the Bracha of Kiddush. That's the Bracha of Kiddush, which one has to say a la face. That's the Bracha of Kiddush. Now, the minute of standing during Kiddush starts like this. Some people, this is quoted in the Ramah, have a minute to stand when they say the whole Pasha, the whole first Pasha of Vayichulu. Uh, they, they, will stay, they will stand from Vayichulu and then they will sit down for the rest of Kiddush. The reason why they stand for Vayichulu and sit down for the rest of Kiddush is because since Vayichulu is a witness, you're giving Edus, you're witnessing now, you're saying loud and clear, you're giving witness that Hashem created the Shema and the Oret. Every time you give witness, you give witness when you're standing. So therefore, they stand, the minute goes to stand when you say Vayichulu. Others have a minute to sit down, even by Vayichulu. And they're going to go on, and there's two reasons given in the Paschal, one from the Vilagom, one from the other Paschal, why one should sit down when one says even Vayichulu. It says, since one is being mighty, since one is being mighty, other people, when you're being mighty other people, you should, you should be fixed, you should be set in your, in your place, you should be fixed in your place. There's no such thing as being fixed if you're standing up. The only time there's a Kriyas Mokum, when you're fixed in your place, that's when you sit down. When you sit down, that is now your place. So therefore, the minig was, and the Bulgog was Makbid, to sit down right way through Kiddush, from Vayichulu, right way through to the end. The other, the other reason given in the Paschim, to, to sit down right way through, because, again, we have a Halakha Kiddush, has to be the Makum Suda, you have to be in a fixed place. Again, since you have to be fixed, it's only called fixed if you're sitting. Now, even according to those minhagim who sat down rather, who sit down rather from the beginning, however, when you say the words Yem Hashishi Vayichul Hashemaim, you remain standing. Because as we said before, Yem Hashishi Vayichul Hashemaim has within it the letters of the name of Hashem Shvachu Yud Kevokke Hashem Havaya. Since you are saying, and that's the purpose of saying Yem Hashishi Vayichul Hashemaim, is to start with the Hashem Havaya. So at least for those four words, everybody agrees that you stand. So the minogam will be as follows. Some will sit down as soon as, as soon as they said the word Vayichul Hashemayim. They'll finish the word Vayichul they will drop and sit quietly on the seats until the end of Kiddush. Some will remain standing until they said the word Vayinachash and then they will all sit down 
and the, the, the person making Kiddush will say Savri and finish up the Kiddush. Others have the minute to stand right way through to the end. Predominantly amongst the Hasidim, they have the minute to stand right way through till the end. Now, if one didn't make Kiddush on the night of Shabbos, one was unwell, or whatever the situation was, one didn't make Kiddush on the night of Shabbos, then one's got a Chiv to make that Kiddush on Shabbos. So comes Shabbos morning, he wouldn't make the Kiddush, or she wouldn't make the Kiddush of Shabbos morning, she would be Mechiv to make the Kiddush of Friday night. So if one missed Kiddush Friday night, and was going to make Kiddush Shabbos morning, you would say the Friday night Kiddush. But here, the slight difference is that you don't say Vayichulu. Because Vayichulu is there, it's not part of Kiddush, but Vayichulu is there to give this Eidos of Shemayim Boris. Shabbos has already been in for 12, 18 hours, whatever it is. So therefore, you start the Kiddush just with the Kiddush, which is you would start with the Boris Agrofen, and you say Asher Kiddush on them. You wouldn't need to say anything else. The Shabbos morning Kiddush was, would be unnecessary. You don't say the Shabbos, no. You just say the Friday night Kiddush. Some people have a minute at the time of saying Kiddush to look at the candles. Uh, it's, it's a minute which is brought down in Halacha because uh, looking at the candle is a scholar to strengthen one's eyesight. Uh, the, the, in Halacha it's already mentioned that the minute is not widely kept. Even the Golem was more worried about being mighty people and, and look, not looking inside the city. He held that when you say Vayichulu, which is a, a Sukkim in the Torah, and we have a, a rule that we mustn't say Sukkim in the Torah off by heart, so he, he felt it was more important that you should look inside the Maksa, inside the Zemiris, inside the Siddha, and be mighty people by looking inside rather than looking out. So he held you should look inside the Siddha, the Zemiris, when you say Kiddush. Now, as we mentioned a minute ago, the, the Kiddush demands that, the, that the, at least the Makkadah should be fixed in its place. So much so that the Gulmagon held and others held that you should, that the Balmakadah should be sitting. But the same applies to the people who are listening to Kiddush. They mustn't be walking two backwards and forwards around the room totally loose. They've got to fix themselves in a place. And as we will learn, Be'ez Hashem, in, in the coming Shura and by Kiddush and Sula, it's as important for them to be on their place where they're going to be sitting when it comes to Kiddush. Well, we'll discuss that alone to Be'ez Hashem when we learn the halachas of Kiddush and Sula. There, there are halachas in the in the Kiddush case, a, a, a cup of Kiddush, the case of Kiddush should really be full. It should be full of wine till the top. If one can't, one doesn't have enough wine to fill the cup till the top, then if you have it, as long as there's a reverse of wine in the case, that will do. But at least a reverse must be there. There's got to be a reverse of wine in the cup. There's another lock in the cup of Kiddush, it mustn't be what we call pogum. If you see people pouring things backwards and forwards before they make Kiddush, which is done some, in, in some areas of... of uh, of Kali's role, they will pour water into the, into the Becher and water into, into the bottle of wine, etc. Especially about the Hasidim, there's a lot of pouring going on before, before Kiddush. The purpose of that is to get around this problem of Pogum. Now, the lot of Pogum is as follows. If you have a cup of wine and somebody's drunk from that wine, that wine, that wine is called tainted. You can't use that wine for Kiddush. So, there are ways to get around it, and that is if you added more wine to it, that gets rid of the Pogum from the, from the uh, cup of wine. So what they do is they pour wine, water into the cup, and then they pour that wine back into the bottle. So if the bottle has been tainted somehow or other, we've made it kosher, and if what, the, anything in the, in the back has been tainted, it becomes kosher. So there's a lot of pouring going on. But the halacha is, the basic halacha is, you must not make kiddush on wine that's been drunk. So if uh, a child came and drank from the kiddush the, the cup without you realizing it, or you saw him drinking, you have to add in and make that, that cup not problem anymore. If you don't have any other cup, of wine, or you don't have any more wine to be able to solve the problem of, of this wine which is problem. Now here's, here's not so simple. But the ever you can make Kiddush on that cup which is problem. However, 
since we will discuss in the coming room that one can make Kiddush on bread, on challah, it would be better to make Kiddush on challah than to make Kiddush on wine, which is problem. So we have so far two halachas, it's going to be full to the top, kais mole, that's the first halacha, a kais she'enai pogrom, it's going to be a cup which is not tainted, it's not pogrom at all. And then we have another halacha, a kais, every kais she'obrocha needs hadrocha, needs washing out. A kais she'o, every kais she'obrocha should be washed inside and outside. So every kais she'obrocha before you make kiddish should be rinsed, both on the inside and on the outside. Um, some people are quite mackered to see the water on the inside, especially to see them again, so they can use that water the water that remains in the cup from the rinsing, they will use that to pour into the bottle to make the bottle not problem. During the time of Kiddush, one covers the Chalas. Now the reason why we cover the Chalas at the time of Kiddush is for three reasons. The first reason is because one can make Kiddush on, on Chalas and we're not making Kiddush on wine. And the lesson of the Shochanor is Shlayir Babayshusai, the bread shouldn't become embarrassed that you're not making Kiddush on the bread, so therefore we cover the bread as if it's not there, and then we can happily make Kiddush. According to that reason, as soon as you finish making Kiddush, you can rip the Chalatek off and carry on the Suda without the Chalatek off. The, the next reason given in the Swarim is because the Lech Mishnah is there as a, a Zecha for the Mon. The Mon came down from Shemaim with a, a layer of Jew underneath it and a layer of Jew on top, so therefore we have a tablecloth underneath and the cover on top of the bread. Now here there's a machlekis in the poskim, how far, how long you should keep that cover on. Is it only during Kiddush? That's how the Prima Zavon takes on, that you only have to keep the bread covered during Kiddush. Or, as Elir Abba says, you have to keep it, keep it covered until you actually are making the broth, until you're actually going to eat the bread. So then that would mean you'd have to keep the cover on all the way through till the broth of Hamoti. Or the last of the broth of Hamoti. There's a third reason given in the Rishonim, and that is that it's, it's covered for Shabbos for the bread only to become visible as soon as you're about to start the Suda. That's the covet of the Suda, that's the covet of the Shabbos. And the Suda becomes, you take the, 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 the cloth off, you take the covering off, and that's when your Suda starts. And that is the beginning of your Suda, that's the covet for Shabbos. According to that, that's mentioned in the Shonim. According to that reason, the, the bread shall remain covered right until one, one's made the bracha, and only then uncover it and start cutting the color. That brings us to, it's a bit early, that brings us to the end of the beginning of Hilfus Kiddush. I don't want to move on to the next areas of Kiddush, because it's, well, I think we've been complicated enough today. Uh, Kiddush is, sounds simple, but it isn't as simple as it sounds. It gives us a, a broad understanding of what Kiddush is all about, and the next, in the next week, in the next two weeks, in two weeks' time, I think, is there sure in two weeks' time? Is it the winter holidays? Well, they might not be here. If there's a shin two weeks time, it'll be two weeks time. If not, in four weeks time, be, we'll continue on the halachas of Kiddush. We'll discuss the halachas of Kiddush, Malchus Suda, uh, etc., and all the other relevant halachas which come up in Kiddush. Just to finish off with a short zivatayya, Chanukah and its tashis by Yigash. Chanukah, we say, the Kavish Menes Mei Chanukah Lahaydais or Lahalil. It's a, an interesting yomtiv Chanukah in the sense that Chanukah is not a yomtiv where one eats, not a yomtiv where one drinks. Is a suda on yomtiv on Hanukkah called the suda's mitzvah? Is a very big discussion in the poskim, mainly taken on that it's not a suda's mitzvah at all. The whole day, the eight days of Hanukkah were fixed for one thing and one thing only: lehodos or lehalil. Lehodos or lehalil are really two strange, two completely different methods of praising Hashem. The word lehodos means to praise. 
praise. One's allowed to praise whenever you want. Whenever one wants to praise, we give her dog, we praise every day, we say Moedim, we are Moedim, any time, any day. There's no given time when one has to praise Takadishvokhu. The Hallel, to say Hallel, that's different. To praise Takadishvokhu in the form of Hallel, that has to have a specific fixed time. We only say Hallel on certain, certain days of the year, certain Yom Tovim. The average day in the year, Hallel cannot be said. Yet Hanukkah is a combination of both. Hanukkah is a combination where we have Lehoidosh, we have to be Moida, and it's also when we have to be Mahalel. So let's understand what Lehoidosh and what Mahalel is with, with, uh, with uh, reference to Hanukkah, but by having a look at it, we're this week's Sedra at the beginning of the Pasha Vayigash. In the beginning of the Pasha Vayigash, we have the standoff, the final standoff between Yehuda and Yosef. Yehuda is Vayigash, Eil of Yehuda. Yehuda stepped forward and took on Yosef. And the Medrashim tell us how he took on Yosef, preparing to fight and destroy the whole of Mitzrayim, etc. He was prepared to go right the way through to the bitter end. So there was this standoff between Yehuda and Yosef. Now, interesting enough, both Yehuda and Yosef were Malachim, eventually reached the kinghood in, in Kalisrael. They became kings in Kalisrael, from, from Shevet um, Shaul, Shevet Binyamin, that they came from Rachel, and then Yehuda took over the, the Malucha a bit later on. Now, we find in Chazal something very interesting. Chazal tells us that, and we find historically, if you look in, in the Pesukim, you, you will see it, that Kalisrael was never called after Yehuda, only from the second base of from the, the Korban of the first base of Mikdash and on. Up until the end of the, the, the Bais Rishon, the end of the first base of Mikdash, Kalashon were always referred to as children of Ephraim, B'nai Ephraim, children of Binyamin, children of Rachel, children of Yosef. They were never called Yehuda. They only began to be called Yehuda, Ish Yehudi, Ayah, Ishosh That took place in the Golos between the first Bais Rishon and Bais First base of Mikdash and second base of Mikdash. Up until that point, they were always referred to as Bnei Yosef. Bnei Yosef, Bnei Rochel, Bnei Yosef, Bnei Binyamin, which is the same group. From the second, from the time of the equivalent of the base of Bayesian until the second base of Mikdash, they were known as Yehudi. From then on, up until, the, up, until the, up until today, even in, in modern terms, we are called Yehudim. That's what we are known as. We are known as Yehudim. We are called Yehudim after Yehuda. There is a fundamental difference if you look through the Psukim in the last week's Sedra and this week's Sedra between the life of Yosef and the life of Yehuda. The life of Yosef was an extremely difficult life. But if you look carefully in all the Psukim, you will see that Yosef remained true to his sisters from the beginning rather through to the end. He went through some terrible tests. He went through some terrible difficult mistrainers. He never succumbed to any of his tests at all. He managed to prevail and remain as he is known, Yosef Hassan. As Yosef is known, Yosef HaSadik, he's called Yosef HaSadik because he remained the Shitkusa, he remained in his righteousness from the beginning, right the way through to the end, he never succumbed to any of the tests that Akash gave him. That was Yosef HaSadik. Yehuda's life story is slightly different. Yehuda's life story is that he did, seemingly, on, in his terms, of course we can't understand that, but in, in, on, on his level, he, da- he did seem to fall in to the tests that Akash gave him. The story of Yehuda and Tama, he seems he did fall in and did something that he shouldn't have done. True, the uh, Rashi quotes Chazal and says, Me'iti, Me'meni, the, uh, the Basco came out and said, I arranged everything that this should happen because I wanted the, the, the kingdom of Yehuda to come out from Toma, etc. But at the end of the day, Chazal said clearly that Yehuda did seem to fall in to the Nisoyan that, that was given to him. We find David Hamela, who is the descendant of Yehuda and the Marcus based David, also Chazal tells us, David was Hakim Eilash of Shuvah. David set up the yoke of Shuvah. 
So again, Shuba is synonymous with Yehuda. Shuba means where you do fall, but you climb back up and you rise back to where you should, where you should be. So that the lives of Yehuda and the lives of Yosef are different, fundamentally different. Yosef remained true, he remained a subject from the beginning to the end, whereas Yehuda was different. Yehuda was a person who did fall, but he climbed up. The Kalishol, from the time of entering into Etishol, up until the end of the Dais Rishon, were in the level of Yosef Asabi. Kalishol had been cleansed, had been given the Torah, they were pure, they went into Etishol, and they kept the Torah, they were considered equal to the level of Yosef Asabi. They hadn't sinned yet, they hadn't fallen, the Beis was there, the Beis was standing, they were still on the level of Yosef Asabi. So much so that in the time of Shleim HaMelech, we know that Chazal tell us that had Shleim HaMelech not sinned, Kalishol would have entered into Mashiach, at the time of Shleim HaMelech, we would have gone to what we call the Gula Asida, we would have reached the, the Gula that we also desperately are waiting for. That would have happened in the time of Shleim HaMelech, had Shleim HaMelech not sinned. So we see, at the time of the, the Baizrishim, Kalishol was tremendously high Madrega, the Madrega, what we would call the Madrega of Yisav Asadik. The Baizrishim came because of Kalishol's sin, Sakrasmoka destroyed the Baizrishim, and once we've sinned, we now move away from that level of Yosef. We can't be called after the house of Rachel, the house of Yosef anymore. Because we've now moved away from that domain, we've moved away from that level of Yiddishkeit. We're not Yosef Asadik anymore. We now enter into a new realm. We enter into the Marcus based David. We enter into the life of Yehuda, where we have fallen, and now it's our job is to climb back. The Baishani represents Yehuda. So from the Baishani on, we are called after Yehuda because we are on that level of Yehuda where we have fallen and our job now is to climb back up again. The difference between a person who's fallen and climbing back up and a person who's already been there and stayed there all the time is the difference between Halal and Haidar. Haidar is you thank Yehuda, you thank him for something which has happened, something terrible has happened and you've come out of that situation and you thank. You thank for being out of a previous situation. That's the level of Yehuda. That's called Haidar. Yehuda called Haidar. When you're in a, in a terrible situation, and you find out of a situation, that's the level of Yehuda. The level of Yosef is not Haidar. The level of Yosef is Halal. Somebody who remains and is, is on the level of a tzaddik, that's, that's when you reach the level of praise. That's when you, when you, when you say Halal. Every day that we say Halal, the, the given days of the year, is because they are days that Kachmoch has given us the extra light, the Yom Tov, the extra light of Yom Tov, the extra ruchness of Yom Tov. That extra ruchness of Yom Tov elevates us to the level of Sitkas. Elevate us to that level where we can now be Mishabeach, we can now praise the Kazbot, we can now say Hawu. Hanukkah has those two aspects within it. Hanukkah is a Yomtev that we thank the Kazbot for saving us. We were in a terrible, terrible situation. The Greeks were, had overrun, they were killing left, right, and center. They'd overtaken the base of Migdosh, they'd, they'd, they'd defiled the base of Migdosh. We were in a terribly, terribly, terrible low state. We were in a state where we needed a Yeshua, we needed to be saved. When we came out of that situation, Hazal fixed eight days of Hazal because we had been in a terrible situation and we'd come out. So they were fixed for Hazal. But at the same time, the mess of the, of the narrow of Hanukkah tells us something else. It tells us that not just were we taken out of a terrible situation, but we achieved by the mysterious nefesh of, of, of fighting the Yavonim and the mysterious nefesh of looking for the oil and not relying on any ways, ways, other ways around of burning, uh, burning the oil. We wanted the oil to be perfect. Through that mysterious nefesh, we were elevated we, we, we was there to the nest of the, of the, of the Neh Hanukkah. The nest of the Neh Hanukkah is what Chazal called the nest of the Ur the, the light of Hanukkah represents this hidden light which the brain showed them hit in the, in the beginning of the creation. As Rashi tells us, there was a light which is too strong for the Rishon to, to benefit from. So Hashemokah hid it for the future. An element of that light came down in, in the days of Hanukkah. It was that light 
that we reserve up to the Nesra Chanukah. So Chanukah has both aspects to it. It has the aspects of a door where we came out of a terrible situation, so we have to be made, we have to thank the Kodesh It also has this aspect of Yom Tov, an element of Yom Tov, of Halo, where we reserve up to a tremendous Nesra than their Chanukah, and that's why we have to say Halo. So Halo, so Chanukah has these two dimensions to it, the dimension of Yehuda and the dimension of Yosef. And it's not, no, no coincidence that Chanukah always falls around about Miketz, Vayeshev Miketz and Vayigash, which is the stories the, the, the pashas of Yosef and the pashas of Yehuda. Because that is the very day, the very yomtuf of Halu. That's the yomtuf of, of, of Halu. And it's through these eight days of Hanukkah, if we approach them as one should, and we understand what eight days of Hanukkah are there for, we can achieve tremendous heights of Hanukkah. The Swarm writes some tremendous things with, 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 the, with the mitzvah of Adlachis and Hanukkah and, and approaching Hanukkah as one should. And if we did approach it as one should, and best we should approach it as one should, we'll be zaychah to the true Ayah to see the true revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Vishagayu Bumheri Yameinu Amin.